Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Has Star Wars outgrown the Force? Rogue One, a happy, scrappy ending. And this spaceship has no leaks. Jedi Council is here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I'm me. You're you. And thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We are just around two weeks away from Star Wars Celebration. All the big news coming in fast and furious, and we are going to talk about it. And what a crew to talk about it with. Miss Fifo Diaz herself. Emma Fife is here. Hello, Emma. How are you? Hello. I'm great, Christian. How are you? Good. It's nice yeah. to have you here again. It's really nice to be here. It's going to be crazy, man. we got a lot of cool things happening. Uh, if you guys didn't know, the Jedi Council will be at Star Wars Celebration on Sunday at the podcast studio. I believe that it's around 2 o'clock. We'll also be doing a schmodown on that thir- Friday mm-hmm. from the fan stage. And the winner of that Fatal Five-Way will play Alex Damon on Saturday night at the Athenium Theater in Chicago. Listen to this. 8 p.m., already 850 tickets sold. That's crazy. It is crazy. The Schmodownlive.com, <laughs> there are really only like 15, 20 seats left, which is nuts. They keep extending it a little bit, but I don't know how much more time. So I, this isn't like L.A. where you can wait until the end. They're going to be sold out. So if you want to go, there you go, Schmodownlive.com. But we are not here to just talk about that. We are here to talk about Star Wars with one of the best. He's got a book. It's Ken Knapsack. Hey, yeah, why we love Star Wars. You can pre-order that now on Amazon. But Christian, more importantly, I just got my first save of my 2019 fantasy baseball season. (laughs) Thank you to the Nye Mets. You are my favorite, second favorite. You you had your draft on Saturday. That's why I missed most of the free-for-all. I know. 28th year in a National League-only fantasy baseball league. you made it. Made it. We ended up having a lot of fun uh, at the the free-for-all, but uh, also had fun drafting my team. No Angels, because it's National League-only. Sorry, Yankees Cody are doing Hall. good, by the way. Yeah, I saw, I I saw, I saw Voight. All right, yeah. welcome to Collider Baseball Talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, let's talk about the start of this whole thing. What we always do, if you're tuning in, you know that this is all about what? Hit me, Adam. Star Wars movie news. Everything in the world of Star Wars that is the movies 
Kenneth Napsakian, what do you got? All right, let's start with this. This is like a slow start to the day. Um, uh, do you want to? We're not going to be talking about the thing. A lot of people think we think we'd be talking about because it's not official. Uh, when it's released on a little thing with the StarWars.com or Star Wars with the blue check, we'll talk about. Because it. the chances are they're going to release a lot of stuff at the celebration. Yes. So we'll figure out. That's when we will talk about it. We'll see if these things are official. And yeah. when that happens, we the, then we're going to dive into it. But until then, we got two weeks. We can wait. Two weeks. Oh, my God. Two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, two weeks. Yeah. as we know, Disney, uh, as they continue to take over the world, has purchased Fox. Uh, a lot of people, you know, losing their jobs. Let's say sometimes the name of the game. I don't cry for too much for Argentina. But at the same time, it is said. But there is one question. I think as a Star Wars fan, let's just put the reality of the merger aside that might, uh, you know, be upsetting some people in town. Talk about this thing. A lot of people ask. Disney buying Fox. Fox had the rights to like New Hope, mm-hmm. uh, some of the original cuts of Star Wars. Would they ever release that? Uh, would George ever let it? Does George have that decision? And it, it, it looks like we might have the official answer. Official answer. I, 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 what is it? I always hesitate to say official because anything could change. That, hey, maybe they could, but they won't. That's uh, where we're at. Sounds yeah. about yeah. right, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, because here's the thing: is that my dream, obviously, is that we would get like beautiful remastered Blu-ray releases of the original cuts of yeah. that original Star Wars trilogy. I mean, we had growing up the like big laser disc set that came, it was like this big box set, yeah, and most yeah. of them were on two yeah, laser yeah. discs. Well, New Hope was one, and then um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were both right. on two laser right. discs. And I still remember we had to switch the laser disc on Return of the Jedi because I watched it so much. But and but I do feel like one thing that is both admirable and infuriating about George Lucas is he stands by whatever decisions, changes, etc. that he has made and he doesn't go back on them. Mm-hmm. So to me, it makes sense that he would say something to the effect of, well, no, because this is the way it is now. And so this is what's official. Well, the first you got to remember here, the the thing is, George Lucas has no say. That is fair. He has no say. Um, <laughs> well, now, what I do believe very much so is when this deal was made, he said in good faith, handshake, that the only thing I'm asking is don't release them. Yeah. Don't touch it. it just, now, did that happen? I don't know, but it could have happened. And a handshake with Bob Iger and Lucas carries, a bunch, uh, carries some weight. And so that's why. Could it happen legally? Yes. Mm-hmm. Will it happen? Probably not. Because, again, do you want the bad press? Because when George Lucas has the bad press out there for the Star Wars stuff, when he did for The Force Awakens when it came out and all that stuff, it, it carries over and it's like, oh, man, now we got to clean that up. Mm-hmm. It's like. Would it be great? And would you make a lot of money off of it? Yes, you would. Oh, yeah. But is it worth the headache? Maybe to them it's not. Right. And maybe and it's not necessary because they're, they're making money hands over fist with everything else. So, yeah. Ken, do you think we're going to see them anytime soon? Yeah, you can. You do. If, you, if you want to come to my house oh. and watch the VHS <laughs> copies. Not the blue, but not the blue. Not the new Blu-rays. <laughs> Look, I, I understand the desire for it. There's those despecialized uh, editions out there. Yes. You can grab those on the black market and the alleys behind convention halls. Um, I understand it. Uh, it is, it's, but I also understand George. George, our friend Chris Taylor's book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe. The first weekend. The movie was out in theaters. George made some changes. He was unhappy with something. It's just his nature as an artist, it seems. So I, I kind of, whether you, you, begrudgingly sometimes, because I don't like a lot of the special edition changes, right. but actually I do like a lot of them. I actually think Empire benefits Empire from Empire absolutely benefits. Yeah. 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 
Jedi Rocks and in, 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 in Return of the Jedi is my, my, my least favorite sequence in all of Star Wars. Not I don't, good. Yeah, I don't like the uh, Feed Me Seymour Sarlacc pit. That's exactly all right. All that kind of stuff. But I, I, I don't worry too much about Hayden being put in, like, blinking Ewoks, all that stuff. I, it doesn't, you know, waylay my passion for the, 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 the movies. But I'm glad if... I, I would like this to hold up. I'm, I'm monologuing to say... Keep George's dream alive. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I I would love to see them. I like to own them. Mm-hmm. I yeah. would like to own them. But it, the Jedi is really the only one to me that is really ruined by it. it. And I think that that is for me why I feel so burned is because you know I watched these movies when I was so young, and so Return of the Jedi to me, especially with so much of the story being yeah. about Leia, and and also I love Ewoks. I loved Ewoks as a child, so I I did feel very burned by Return. Of the Jedi yeah. specifically, but I but I do see your point 100 that you know New Hope. Okay, yeah, the stuff with Jabba and Han Solo in the beginning is a little I mean, yeah. That was a scene that was shot with a human. That sure. they, it looks terrible, and yes. that, that is a really bad scene. And the, and look, the other stuff to where it the prequels as as themselves they hold up because everything is consistent. Yes, if you consistent. grew up with them, it's consistent. They all look the same. But that scene when they go to uh, when they go to Mos Eisley and they see the the, the Jawa hanging up that looks right out of the prequels and it doesn't fit because it's it two different styles yeah. of movies mm-hmm. and it's jarring. So, but it's not as bad as. No, that 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 that's why. I mean, I know that's the, the, the second. Hand, we talk about when he, when he kills the emperor, Jedi. Yeah, I'm yes. doing the hand motions <laughs> because it's the same type, type sure, of sure. no. But the other thing is the, the Kenobi scream in, in the New oh, Hope. Yeah, yeah. The, the drunk NASCAR <laughs> fan. <laughs> It's like, what happened to the original dragon? Yeah. It's like, that, yeah. that scream is awful. Yeah. So, yeah, some of the the like ADR animal. For lack yeah. of a better term, noises that they used, you're like, but why? Right. So, but the answer is, you just got to deal with it. Yeah, it's true. You, you, it, they don't ruin. They the definitely don't overall, ruin it. No. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. I don't think we're going to see them, whether Fox has it or not. I just think that there was, it was a deal that was made with George Lucas. He said, I don't care. You have my property. You can do whatever you want. Just keep my vision. The visions that I did with these re-edits, that's the Star Wars I would like to, as the creator, I would ask you to keep those out there, and it seems as that's what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. So, all right, what's next? All right, let's talk a little Rogue One here. Actually, uh, this kind of stuff has emerged before, but I love little details, and it also gives us a chance to talk about uh, the third act of Rogue One, for I think some of the finest Star Wars that ever Star Wars, and Chris Weitz, who took over the script duties for the uh, Star Wars standalone film after Gary Whitta was originally hired for the job, and Whitta went on to do some great Star Wars writing for Marvel, some of their comics. Um, he was talking about how it, it had uh, had a happier ending, but we, which we've heard different versions of before. But this is the new detail. As a matter of fact, it ended with a wedding. I think it was on the presumption that Disney wouldn't allow characters to die with such abandon. We know this story went through a lot of changes, including director change, Tony Gilroy coming in, and might have been responsible for a lot of what we saw in the third act specifically. Um, but I, I think it's a good chance, Christian, to talk uh, about the the ending of Rogue One, how they committed to the sacrifice and committed to kind of the darkness in a franchise that's often built on joy. What do you think about it? Rogue this? One needed a dark ending. 
It needed a dark ending, a wedding. I mean, who's getting married? That's what I was wondering, I, too. I was thinking it was K2SO and Baze Malbus. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Perfect. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Is it set up that it was um, Jyn Erso and, and uh, Cassian? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really see that as a love story. I, I saw either. that as a, a really interesting friendship dynamic that developed over the course of the film. I agree. In the version that we saw, but yes. maybe this other version maybe. You know, yeah. put them in that path. And I'm glad that they didn't. I think that that wasn't the point of this movie. This point, the point is sacrifice. The yeah. point is that when we get to a new hope, we are we're in trouble here as rebels. If you're if you're a rebel, you're you're getting hunted down. You're in trouble, and that is exactly how I felt at the end. Now, the original ending that I had heard of was that Vader kills everyone. Right, mm. like he, he's the one that kills kills everyone. Characters. He's not, yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not that deep impact. Okay, good. We're sitting on the beach, and and everything's just kind of now we're dead. Yeah. It's no Vader killed everybody. Dang. Yeah, I had I, I had also heard, and I cannot remember the source that there there was a version of the ending where like Jin and Cassian didn't die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard because I mean they were the last ones standing. But I, I agree with you. I, I love the ending of Rogue One. I think that it ended exactly the way that it needed to. I'm extremely entertained by this wedding ending because in my brain I'm just envisioning like a Jane Austen ending where just everybody gets married. Gets married right. <laughs> Everyone gets married and lives happily ever it's, after. It's, it's, here's what it was on the beach. It was Cassian, <laughs> it was Cassian and Jin. Orson has a change of heart. He's like, I'm also uh, yes. licensed to marry Director. people. And yeah, yeah. and you have Saul Guerrero doing the ceremony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Saul Guerrero just emerges out of the ocean. Yeah. He was alive keep, the whole time. Keep the love alive. Say I do. And the boar gullet was the best creature. Oh, so worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also talk about how maybe the deaths were were parsed out a little different uh, in the story there. But again, I think we all agree, and I think a lot of fans. I hear often a lot. Hey, I like I like the sequel era, but I think Rogue One's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I hear we hear that a lot, and I think it because it doubles down on the action of that third act. That fight's great. Yeah, and it, it feels it's the nice most like an original Star Wars movie that we've it, seen in a long time. I completely mm-hmm. agree, and I think Christian, you really hit the nail on the head with talking about how it was how the ending of Rogue One it it just it feeds in emotionally so well to where we start right. in A New Hope because you know how terrible it's been and, and truly what sacrifices were made in order to get the information on the Death Star plans to the Rebellion. So, it, yeah, it, Rogue One really works for me. It I does. love it. It, just, it's, it is, to me, it, it's one of the best prequels, if not the best yeah. prequel that we've had because... It just feels like an episode. It, it feels like the episode right before four. Mm-hmm. It just, it just does. It fits in flawlessly. Um, and I, th- I don't think having a happy ending works because this is why. I, because a lot of times, especially me, uh, I give the story group or or the, the directors guff because they're not paying attention to the story group enough and connecting things. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with this movie. This movie, out of all of them, did it the most with Saw Gerrera using him from the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. you know, um, being able to, to say, listen, if we keep them alive, where are they? And what that, happens And that is four? the big, big question. Is there... Uh, in my mind, it was a lot of the conversations I think that were happening around the time that Star Wars Rebels was coming to an end of, well, we know something pretty major has to happen right. to a lot of these characters because they're not around in the original trilogy. Right. And I thought that they did a very good job in Rebels of kind of explaining why that was. And, you know, the Rogue One solution was to honestly kill everybody off, which I, even going into it, did not expect very much for the same reason that I think that the script originally had a happier ending, which was, they're not going to do that at Star Wars. It's- funny because i was the opposite oh interesting i said because 
I said, you got to kill them all. Huh. If you don't, it's too close yeah. to episode four. Like, we, and it doesn't do justice to the characters to say, oh, well, they just died on side missions. Mm-hmm. Wait, sure. Or they're not around in side missions. They're off doing something else now. No, you, you, you committed to us. The whole thing is about sacrifice. They start from, and you get enough from all of their characters, and then you end with them, and, you, and it's heartbreaking, but it also leads, fittingly enough, with hope. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that the ending was actually done very well, and I'm glad there's no wedding. Uh, (laughs) Hey, let's have a little discussion here. This is an article on uh, Slate.com here. I'll bring it up, so give the uh, uh, writer some credit. And it asks this question. Has Star Wars outgrown the Force? Marissa Martinelli wrote this article. And, you know, that's one of those things that initially you kind of like... I don't. It's not clickbaity, but it's one of those. All right, it's pulled me in, but it sounds kind of negative. Mm-hmm. And I and and she she goes on to make some cases of a lot of the storytelling now, uh, including Solo. We know yeah. with the story mm-hmm. of Han Solo, he he didn't believe. Uh, we got Rogue One. Donnie Yen. You know, he talks about ish, ish, ish. but um, and Star Wars Resistance. The Force is, uh, it, it is has not awoke quite yet, almost. Uh, but though it's something in our past. There is this idea that uh, Star Wars stories can exist outside the, the bubble of the Force, but we also know that lore and Jedi lore and Sith lore is very popular, and a lot of people even kind of want more of it. Uh, sometimes Lucas will give you that, and then it's not what you want because it's uh, maybe too science in people's eyes. So it's a great discussion point, I think, uh, to, to, to get us going here on, on the Force in Star Wars, the importance of it, because it is, but also how much do we need Christian. Emma, yes, Emma. Uh, listen, I uh, am one of those people. That, no, I, I think I actually think about this a lot because I have always really, really enjoyed the stories in Star Wars that are not about the Jedi. Hence, my love of Rogue One. Uh, yeah, we're similar. Yeah. yeah, we're similar in that regard. Uh, and so, my feeling is: has it outgrown the Force? No, but do I think that now is a great time to focus on telling stories where the force is certainly present, but we're not focused on stories of people who are force sensitive or who are Jedi? Yes. That's how I feel. And you guys are entitled to that feeling. Uh-huh. I am on the opposite side of that completely. Um, not, not, because, not because I disagree, but I think we've done it already. Solo, and, and we all agree that Solo didn't work, not because it was, not because it was, it was a fine movie. It's just there's yeah. a lot of different reasons why it didn't work. And not being part of the force, that, that had nothing to do with why people didn't respond to it. Um, there are, Last Jedi, was there was things with the force inside of it, for sure, for, for Skype and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, but for Skype. But not necessarily the the kind of focus. Well, I don't know. See, Last Jedi to me was more focused on the Force than any than, uh, than yeah. Even, I actually, I actually than anything. So yeah. I, I think that there is a lot of Force inside of that. Um, but I I don't think that they're going to go away from it. I actually think they're going to dive right back into it. And I think that the Spenioff and Weiss stuff is true. And sure, it is the Old Republic, and we do go back in time with the formation of the Jedi and the Sith. You can't avoid the Force. No, definitely. And, and that's the thing is is I think when Again, when you're going into these time periods that, in terms of actual official Star Wars canon, are still somewhat nebulous, I do think that the early stuff with the Jedi would be absolutely fascinating to get a story about, which is certainly, I think, what everybody is hoping for in the Benioff and Weiss series. I, I think that... 
I think that the force to me, how much focus I want on it, is entirely dependent on the time period you're talking sure. about. But it also depends on the characters and, the, and it's the story itself. Like I, I don't necessarily think that it would have been, it would have worked time wise. It wouldn't have worked in Rogue One. Like even yeah. they, the way that they set up again, going back and praising Rogue One again, there wasn't a lot of call for it, and when, they, when it was, it was Vader at the very end, mm-hmm. and that was necessary. Um, but the, the other things, I just don't think right now there needs to be a strong focus on the movies that they're telling. I think there's going to be a heavier, heavier dive into Episode Nine of the Force because I think that what they're going to do better, to be honest, in my opinion, was to give you guys the stuff that you want, that you love, and to also give me the stuff that I love. I think that there's been, I think it's been a little sure. weighted heavier on your side of the things lately. Um, now, for you guys, that's great. Yeah. But for <laughs> people who are looking forward, like, there was not one lightsaber fight in, in Last Jedi. There's not one. Like, give me a lightsaber I fight. I say there was two. Yeah. Which, which, which lightsaber on lightsaber? Lightsaber. No, 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 which lightsaber yeah, on lightsaber is a fight? That's not the point of lightsaber fight. I want not s- the point. It's we, what we learn of the characters. We had two. Uh, just, we had two. tell yourself that. But I, we had two. Uh, yeah. there, there were no lightsaber fights. There were no. There, were, there, was, there was a guy swinging a lightsaber fight at a hologram. Like, and then there was two lightsabers you, destroying you want clashing blades. I want like an actual Ray fight. And I got I, Kylo I get Ren it. lightsaber fight. Against they didn't fight the each other. Guards. They they they, they wreck the guards. That's, that's that was so awesome. Oh, I, it, it was awesome. It's, but it, was it doesn't awesome. mean that it replaces an actual lightsaber fight. Like Force Awakens, lightsaber fight. Oh, perhaps one of the best. And mm. I think there's going to be Very good some lightsaber great fights. lightsaber fights in nine. Oh, I think we're going to get some. Yeah. yeah, but I think too that you know. To that point, how great is the payoff going to be now, having a really great lightsaber fight in Episode Nine? Since you know you felt underserved by Episode Eight, right? Yeah, it's it's all about people did. Yeah, a lot of people did, and I respect the people. uh, Yeah, no, but I I don't choose, and I know you don't choose, and you're not saying we're choosing. I, I, as a kid, I, the Force is this thing with this weird kid Luke yeah. off to the side, yeah. and I, I, not, a, and again, it is, it is, it is it the main thing? Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he might be the chosen one. Vader's the chosen one. George will tell you, Vader's the chosen one. So it's all important. So I always grew up knowing the Force was important. But he's on this side journey, and I, I was drawn like a lot of people to the big fight. So I, I think it's there's always a delicate balance. Solo, yeah, absolutely couldn't have it because you right. know unless. And I'm actually glad they didn't have some clunky scene. Yeah, they made of Darth Han Maul going, for a second, but he didn't even use but, it. Even, but I, I'm glad there wasn't Han going. I don't believe you know. I, I didn't need that. Yeah. Rogue One, it wouldn't be present because of the oppression of the Empire yep. and push it out. Yeah. Uh, Cassian doesn't trust Jedi's, but yeah, is is Benioff and Weiss are they going to dive into it? Absolutely. Uh, is it going to be 80, 20, 90, 10? I don't worry about that. But again, look at what's going on in Game of Thrones. A lot of people don't like the magic in Game of Thrones when they were pulled into the show in season one because magic slowly returning right. piece by piece yeah. by piece. Um, I'd be interested to explore that in Star Wars a little bit because are there other religions and this yeah. one seems right? Uh, well, you got these space wizards are doing something. What does that mean? It's yeah. a little bit like the Lord of Light, R'hllor. Like, well, this is the only one bringing people back from the dead. This might be the religion that works. I'm fascinated with that. Don't get me. I do I want like to that. see that play out in, in, in Benny Off White series. Well, we're gonna find out sooner or later, everybody, because it is the end of the year. It's not. It's not even a year away. Oh uh, no! Yeah, nuts. There's yeah. a lot of things in Star Wars that are supposedly really soon that we have basically seen nothing from. Yeah. So I'm. 
I'm curious, man. <laughs> well, we're going to be bombarded with it in two weeks. I know. Bombarded because you, can't, can't you think about it as like, let's yeah. say, say you weren't going. This is the second to last Jedi Council before we'll be yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. So think, well, think about that, though. Think about if you weren't going and you're just you're watching, you're just waiting to see what news yeah. will come out. And on Friday, it's like, boom, here's a trailer. So you're excited all day long. You're just going to be talking yeah. about the trailer with everybody, breaking it down. Uh, what does it mean? What's that shot? Who's that? Oh, my God. Look, that person shows up. And then the poster will will officially come out and then the title will come out so you'll get all that stuff that's just on day one mm-hmm. and then on saturday they're doing you're going to hear so much about the theme, excuse me yeah saturday about the theme parks you're gonna hear so much of the theme parks and then you also get a uh, fallen order that day so i uh, know you're like wait a minute what's that so now you have three big pieces <laughs> of star wars news year on overlord uh, overload and then the next day you get the mandalorian so it's like boom 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 is there going to be any other news that pops like breaking news I don't think so. I really just think Mandalorian will be footage. Maybe they'll show a, a couple scenes to people, and we'll probably get a trailer yeah. for, for the series. And I'm okay with that. So you're going to get two trailers that people are going to analyze, analyze the hell out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to get the, the video game that people are going to be excited about. And I mean, Clone Wars then comes out I think, on Sunday as well, too. So it is, it is going to be a It's going to be jam-packed. <laughs> with stuff soon. Yeah. I'm a little freaked out. Sorry. Uh, what happened? I went to the hashtag Jedi Council on Twitter. And uh, there's a promoted yard house tweet in the middle of that with nothing to do. They must have oh boy. known where you were having They got our number. The <laughs> they, they saw, oh, they saw us over there. It's so really weird. Yes. Freaking me out. Uh, yeah, I, I am excited, too, that uh, there's we haven't got a title, all that stuff, and I'm glad they decided to wait, seemingly, unless a week before we get the title. Mm. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Anything That's, else going on? Uh, we That's got it. Hayden Christensen is showing up for autographs and photo opportunities at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. Uh, not so much of a surprise, and I don't think that leads to any other casting. That's what I would tell people, though, too. I'd say that, listen, because they're like, oh, I wonder if this person's going to show up. They have announced everybody that's going to show up. Yep. If, if anybody shows up, they're on the list. So Ian McDermott, whether or not he shows up on the episode nine panel, I don't know. Probably not. But um, he will be there. There will be a lot of people that have been part of the Star Wars universe that have been announced. You should check that out. You can go to StarWars.com or wherever, Celebration Zone page. You can find out everybody that's going to be there. It's going to be very exciting. Um, and once again, we will be there. So if you're going to be there, please come by, whether it is at the panel, at the fan stage on Friday or the Jedi Council panel on Sunday. When do you leave? Not till Monday evening. I might need you on Sunday for the Jedi Council panel. I'm down. Look at that. See, that's how it happens. That's how, that's how it happens. We know the time. We might not know the time yet. Yeah, it's 2 it's o'clock. 2, I two think. O'clock. 2 yeah. o'clock. I think it'll be me. 2.15 for the Schmodown pa- or the, the Trivia Masters panel. Yes. yes. Sunday is the, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, good. So that's going to be um, it's gonna be a lot of fun for you guys to come on out to. And, of course, Saturday night, if you want to watch out, Alex Damon, who, no offense, one of the best I've ever oh. seen. In <laughs> he's trivia. the reason I'm retired. He's so, he's so good. And to see who's going to be able to battle that maniac on uh, on Saturday night in front of 800 plus people is going to be interesting. So, smartonlive.com. Okay, let's move on over. It is time to talk about Hit Me, Adam. No? Nope. Will we get something else? Oh, there it is. <laughs> I love What's the deal with Cannon? Please be nice to Adam. Uh, that was amazing. It was like a scene out of Wayne's World. So this is everything that connects to the movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, whatever it is. It, it, we're going to talk about it if we can. Ken, what do we got? 
Come on down to Noah's Arcade. Uh, there's a Wayne's World reference for you. All right, starting off here. This might be minor spoilers. If you want nothing to uh, in your brain about The Mandalorian before it hits, uh, maybe pause for a couple seconds here or stare at something Station else other than my gray beard. Uh, Warner Herzog, uh, the legendary director, actor, personality, documentary, uh, you know, documentarian. Um, he is in uh, The Mandalorian, and he finally revealed a little... Something in an interview with IndieWire. It's not a ton, not a lot, uh, but he says this is not a secret anymore. A small part, really small part in The Mandalorian, the Star Wars sequel or whatever you call it. I like to do it because I know I'm good on screen, but only if I have to play a real villain. So uh, it looks as though he will be a villain of some sort in a small role, clearly, which is probably what we expected in The Mandalorian. Uh, I love that he's just like, I don't know, I'm in a Star Wars uh, thing. <laughs> and, and he'll be incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll be incredible. I bet you he's going to be like a gangster or Sure, yeah, be. like a crime boss. Something like that and hiring, whether he hires The Mandalorian or The Mandalorian's going for revenge yeah. against him, whatever it is. It, it, Warner Herzog I like, signed I, I really up. do like the idea of him being like yeah. a one-off episode crime boss who the Mandalorian has to do a job for yeah. I'm in. Well, did we even talk about... The, I don't know. You might have mentioned it. It might be in the stories. I don't uh, know if we mentioned it last week. Taika as uh, IG-88. Oh, yeah. We didn't really uh, talk about that No, yet. but interesting note. Um, uh, I was watching the Star Wars show, our yeah. friends, the Emmy-nominated Star Wars show, and they covered that news, and they said Taika, in the VO booth in front of an IG series droid, mm. went out of the way to not didn't label it as IG-88. Yeah. yeah. Which could mean it is IG-88. And they're just I hope it's... Yeah. I, I'll tell you why I hope it's not. I like to hear uh, this. Because I... I don't think you bring in Taika to do a character if you don't want to add a little bit of humor to it. I don't want to see IG as funny. I can see another IG droid as maybe sure. a little humor. What do you mean? But yeah. I also don't want to see like I thought that his character in Thor was incredible, right? But oh I, yeah, the it's like Stone Golem character. Yeah, I don't, don't want to see another. I don't want to see another character like that. And I also think that people will be scared when he directs his episode, but. He, the guy understands tone. The tone of yeah. Thor Ragnarok, they asked him to do that, and that's what he delivered. He's also done dramas, and he adds mm. some humor into it, too, and he'll do the same thing, too. He's a really good director, so I, I'm looking forward to his, yeah. his episode. Um, but I'm also hoping he's not IG-88, because I want IG-88 to just be a stone-cold Yeah, killer. what, it, yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. just like, just, yeah. you don't even have to it's, say anything. It's so weird. I think you're 100% right, uh, because uh, when it first popped up, and it was IG. We thought maybe IG. Easy to assume yeah. it's IG eighty eight. Mm. Uh, I had that thought too. Like, uh, is it a is it beeps, boops, bop? How does IG eighty eight talk? I can't remember in Canada. I know we right. paired the forces of Destiny episode, but yeah, if it's IG eighty nine or there was an IG eighty six, whatever IG twelve doesn't matter. I could take it more if it's more of a sarcastic or whatever it might be, or it might just be something straight ahead. I don't know. Or it could right. be, or you know, you could wind up being something like uh, HK uh, was it forty seven? Yeah, from uh, from Night's Royal Republic. Mm-hmm. Oh, Night's Royal Republic. Yeah, yeah. because if he's Something like that to where just like a sinister because that character's I funny. I like that idea yeah, actually a the, lot. The, now. Char- the character's funny, HK forty seven. Yeah, even though he is that, very sinister. And that's Windig wanted to make Doctor or Mr. Bones that character. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and Mr. Bones is like yeah. that too. And you yeah. can make the dr- I mean look, even the even the uh the evil R two and, and evil C three PO from the oh, yeah, from BT Rep- and Triple Zero, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, from the Doctor Afra. Yeah. So you can make dr- I mean, and they're sinister, scary and funny. Yeah. Sure. So you can yeah. do it that way and, and if they make him menacing then and fits for IG eighty eight, then I just you know, I just it just depends on how they execute it, but as far as Warner Herzog goes, yeah, I mean, you don't. I don't think you're going to hear anybody that knows his work and say, "Oh, why they cast him as a villain." It's, just, it's so, it's so like 
not out of left field, but it's like it's different. It's yeah. cool because he, he's you know he's a director more than a performer, but when he, when but he he's performs, a good performer. He's a good performer. Yeah. And it's a lot of people thinking he's going to have some weird speeches yeah. and everything, but it'll be interesting. He was really good in that crap fest, the uh, Jack Reacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. He was really good in, in that. It's just interesting. Just yeah. interesting. All right, what's next? Uh, we got a couple notes here about uh, there were, they almost made a Star Wars Empire War sequel with EA. The director of the first one talked about that. That's kind of like the Command and Conquer type of game, yeah. which I, I, never pl- I never played this, but I was such I a huge fan of either. Command and Conquer uh, in my youth. Um, Would have been interesting there, but I don't, I don't know enough about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't either, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know enough about it, but, uh, you know. Now, if they were making a pod racing sequel, then Ken would be your expert. <laughs> uh, Racer Revenge is on my <laughs> PS4 right now, and uh, I'm still crashing as Gascano. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, I don't know enough Give about me, it, but, yeah. uh, you know, if we, more information coming out, mm-hmm. and I still, I, there's going to be, I don't even know how, how we're going to all be able to keep up with all the information coming out in the next couple of I know. Weeks. It's going to be a lot. It is. It just sounds like I'm so happy. We're all happy to be there. Yeah. But it, it, it was. it's harder to keep up with the news when you're there sometimes. You're going to be checking your phones because you're like, phone. oh, what did we yeah. miss? What did we miss today? We're here, well, but we especially because all the stuff on the main stage is being live streamed, you right. know? So people Cap- at home are getting updates as well. CouchCon is kind of the Couch best Couchcon is real. CouchCon yeah. is real. All right. Uh, uh, a couple else? comics coming out. Now, let's get into some questions here. That's um, it? We're going to Comic-Con? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Comic-Con. Yeah, there's <laughs> The, the, the Vader Dark sure. Vision series out, Dr. Aphra 30. I'm still really enjoying, uh, enjo- enjoying, enjoying the Age of Vader series. Over? Vader is over. Oh uh, now into their, this is the Dark Vision mm-hmm. series that was originally supposed to be written by um, Wendig okay. when it was removed. I got news, by the way. Yeah? Canon stuff for us. And I believe they're going to be coming very soon. Yeah. Um, and I think there's three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're getting Claudia Gray's book very soon. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Within the next couple of days. Great. I so, just started yeah. re- started rereading the Phantom Menace novel. Uh, so yeah. I'll finish that by the time yeah, that yeah. comes. Oh, and I, it's not in the notes. It happened late yesterday. The they announced a a Count oh, Dooku. Dooku. Saw that. Oh yeah, I saw audio. too. It's like an yeah, old audio, audio, yeah, audio only. It's only audio. Oh, that's audio cool. book, yeah. but essentially done like an, a radio play. Oh, I like that. Uh, with Ventress, it's going to be a little bit more about why he switched. I am absolutely big fan of the character yeah, of Dooku. Too. Yeah, um, sassy Dooku. If you play him on Battlefront Two, he, he fights in pajamas sometimes. <laughs> Amazing. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, would you be interested in more? You, I know you listen to audio books more yeah, than I do, I do but. You, you like the idea of radio plays? Coming I back? love, especially for Dooku. It's like, yeah. It feels like it's yeah. It and uh, you guy, uh, Mark Thompson's doing the voices, right? That's another reason yeah. why. Mark Thompson is the best. There is there is no one that touches what he does. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, nothing against even uh, Ashley Eckstein or or, or there's so many people who yeah. have done audiobooks. But Mark Thompson's playing on another level. I mean, he he goes above and beyond to try to do all the voices sometimes he hits and sometimes he doesn't but he tries and you can never say he i mean the the worst one i ever heard was that what was it the the solo one oh yeah i didn't listen to the solo one so much no let mark thompson do all of them Um, (laughs) because that's another reason that i would sign up for this not only because i'm interested about dooku but the fact that mark thompson's doing it he was the one that he had, he had done the Plagueis. I think he did Plagueis. Mm. Darth Plagueis. He definitely did some of the Thrawn ones, too. So mm. he's been involved for a long time. I'm excited. It's something different, something interesting, and gives yeah. us some other Have stories. you heard him do his stuff yet? You, Yeah, mostly through clips you've played, everything. I, again, I, I don't listen to audiobooks because... You have to well, now. I, well, because I just don't have time. My, yeah. my drive is, you know, a couple minutes. Uh, I work out of home. So, uh, But I'm going to make I'm gonna make an effort for the Dooku one. Dooku is cool. one of my favorite uh, kind of underrated characters. Uh, I love his story there, and to learn more is going to be interesting there. Right, cool. Um 
That's well, kind of it. That's it. Canon, right. we can go to questions. Now we're going to go over to you guys. Hashtag and Collider Jedi Council. Uh, whether or not this is from the last week or so or live right now, Ken's going to go through them. He's going to ask uh, some questions. So what do we got? We got some pre-selected ones, but I'll go with one live. This is from Bador out in Kuwait. Bador, how you doing? She says, people ask for Millie Bobby Brown to be young Leia, yeah. which I, I understand. What about her as a young Padme? The story would be how she became the Queen of Naboo since Millie looks exactly like a young Natalie Portman as well. So I do want, I love the idea of Millie Bobby Brown as a young Leia. We got the Princess of Alderaan book. Um, the, 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 the Padme book I just finally finished. This is an interesting idea. Yeah. The Rise of Padme. I would prefer Leia only because you can do a lot more with Leia connecting into everything happening with the Rebellion. Because when sure. Padme is going through her queenship and everything too there's not not a lot going on in the galaxy i mean we know that till the end yeah. palpatine's kind of playing a game mm-hmm. and he would probably show up but there's not a lot going on she doesn't really meet the jedi she's really she's super young mm-hmm. when it when it starts yeah, cause she's only supposed to be 14 something in like Menace. that yeah, yeah. So, and millie bobby brown is is like what 17 i think she's 15 whatever it is by the time they shoot it it'd be a while especially if you want to get a couple movies out of her yeah plus i think that if you know everything that leia has gone through i'm i'm more interested in seeing the stuff that i saw in claudia gray's novel come to life sure to where it's like this we know she's a skywalker and we will know that going in as viewers right and but her, she doesn't know she doesn't and she's trying to become a Queen uh, of Alderaan, yeah. and she's got to learn politics, and she's got to become this leader, and there's got to be this hardened kind of strength that we see from the second she's younger all the way through. And I think Millie Bob Bobby Brown would be much better to play that role. And I think that, to me, the most impressive stuff about Padme was just I, I don't need to see it for Padme. I could read about it, I could hear about it, but I don't need to see a, a young Padme story. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you on the Leia point. Yeah. I think that it would be really interesting to see some of that stuff explored in Princess of Alderaan on screen, but I also am kind of of the opinion that I don't feel like I necessarily need to see either of yeah. these stories. Uh, I would love for Millie Bobby Brown to appear in Star Wars at some point. I think she's a great actress, but you know, she, I, I as far as I'm concerned, I'd be more interested in her playing an original character. Yeah, okay. yeah. I love both the ideas. The more we, you know, learn about Padme, she's an interesting character. I do agree, though. A lot of the stripe doesn't come in until late in her yeah. reign. And, but in the Plagueis novel, one you and I both like, yeah. uh, there's that moment where they, there you see like a young, like eight or nine year old Padme Amidala yeah. learning. There's something there, so I think Bedore's on to something. Uh, but if you're going to cast Millie Bobby Brown, I think the leading contender for me is a young Leia. But yeah. again, we've covered a lot of the ground. It would be interesting, though. Yeah. I think you would get one shot to do it. That's you know? it. Yeah. What do you got next? All right, let's go with this one here. Uh, this is from Paul Reaper at Reaps11. In the Benioff and Weiss series of films, or excuse me, if the Benioff and Weiss series of films is indeed set in the old Republic and surrounds the formation of the Jedi and Sith, what are the chances we see Hakto and the first Jedi Temple, which also means we might need to see Jedi Prime, yeah. which is on there on the little insignia up there up yeah. top of the mountain. So what do you think? So if my predictions for this thing, I've been calling for the last, last what, year, <laughs> that they decide to go and do the Jedi Council on the formation of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. It would be a missed opportunity if they don't show Octu, mm-hmm. because they say it was the first Jedi Temple. And it would be a great way for the, really the first time that they start to like MCU this thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. put to, and put together like, this is a this is a tie-in to where this was this was all set up and you see that island flourishing with the Jedi. 
Yeah. And you can even see the caretakers and everything, too, as they're on this island, learning the ways of the force, building up, figuring out, starting this religion, starting the rules. And then the opposite is I'd want to see more band. And I'd want to see the formation of like how the Sith began. Because what you would do if you did my crazy fan fiction in my head is that you would start the formation of it. And inside of that is where the Sith are birthed. Yeah. Like there's somebody inside of that that was trained that said... No, I, I, we're we're too powerful to just be peacekeepers. Yeah, like let's rule stuff. And they're like, no. The whole point of this is that we're monks, and we're we're just we're. This is what we've discovered. This power is all about. No, it's to rule people and kill them. And no, you're evil. We're gonna have to take you out. He, he you know, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. takes takes a few people because it's not just about one apprentice back then. That was only Bane. Takes mm-hmm. a few. They take off, they go to Moraband, they start to learn more of the dark side, and that's where they camp out. So, And that's the beginning of the movie. That's yeah, really interesting to me, because you don't necessarily need to see them. We don't need to get the story where Prime Jedi has you know, used the Force for the first time, and they build the temple around that, whatever, because it could already be established. Right. Yeah. And what you're describing is, is you know, the fall of, of Satan. Yeah. Angel sure. of the demon heading to earth, that kind of thing. Uh, that that's really intriguing. If it's if it's I don't know yeah, and the more I think about it, the more I hear your pitch, that's what I'd rather hear than yeah. the first time someone going, What is this yeah. thing? Right. I hope they don't I make got. Bane yeah. the first Sith though. I really yeah. hope they don't do that because I want him to be in it. But I don't want him to be yeah, the first. The yeah, because you want his whole rule of two thing to have been something that was established based. Yeah, 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 and based on past experience of, oh no, 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 no. If we have too many Sith, it's a problem. Like there should right. only ever be two. Right. I yeah I, I I really like that idea a lot. It was interesting because Ken, you were talking earlier about the whole idea of how the religion of the Jedi versus the like were there other religions that were in contention essentially at the beginning of all of this, and I would like to see some of that, but I do agree that with starting with the Jedi being somewhat established, that is more interesting than somebody being like, hmm, I can push rocks. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I think even as I, even I say, hey, the prime Jedi, you know, I'd love to hear that mention. I think you're right. They would need to. Like, if you didn't, it would be really odd. Well, it just wouldn't yeah. go. It'd be it, really, it just wouldn't yeah, if they didn't yeah. go back to It wouldn't be consistent. It wouldn't yeah. be consistent. With, well, if they show the first temple, well, this is the real first temple. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Didn't know about. I don't think they would do that. <laughs> no, I, really I don't think don't. so either. It'd be, yeah. Yeah. Opportunity. The only problem is that Skelly Michael Island is a pain in the pain butt to, to shoot at. Mm-hmm. So and listen, there's right. a lot of puffins, and you just you got to replace them with porgs. I mean, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, look, we're getting our first porg. This is really a series. This is about really the what it's all about, you guys. The porgs, yeah. the porgs were porgs. very essential to yeah. the early the days Jedi, of the Jedi. Well, what if they eat all of them? They they would not. I'd be fine yeah. with what it. What if they didn't know that I they were friendly? I love porgs. They roast them with a lightsaber. What a Jedi roasted porg on a lightsaber. I'm all That's for what it. I mean. And they have friends with Wookiees and they just <laughs> yeah. have over the Sunday nights they just eat all the porks. Uh, and then it's just down. about the uh, the pork revenge. Basically, you yeah. can't keep them That's down the because even, horse, even like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of years in the yeah. future, they're I'm still there. I'm fine yeah. with all of them. And you and, you and Ashley uh, across <laughs> could have a, a morning session yes. for all the dead porks. All right, <laughs> yeah. what's, what's next? Hey, speaking of connected stuff, which is something uh, I know you're interested in, you did touch on a Rogue One. Did it probably the best so far. I think uh, I'll agree with that there. Mr. Pastry right. mm, at Pastry Mug asks, hey, do you think we'll see Krennic and Saw Gerrera in the Cassian Andor TV series? Uh, do you want to see that? Do you need to see that? Where are you at with that? I'd like to. I would, yeah. I would love to. I think that, you know, you brought Forrest Whitaker in for Rebels. You know, mm-hmm. I think he would. I don't think Forrest Whitaker would be hard say to no. get. I think he'd want to do yeah. it. Um, the question is... It, it, whether or not Mendelssohn would do it, and I think that he would, and I think that he could. The, it's 
he's not necessary though. Mm-hmm. Mendelssohn yeah. isn't necessary unless it's like a cool cameo. But he's not necessary to make it because his mm-hmm. his main directive during that whole time was getting Galen to make the Death Star. Mm-hmm. That's what he his his rise to fame for him to be able to overpower Tarkin was that indeed. Now that's not to say that if you were going to tell, unless you wanted to tell the story of the Empire inside of that series, and mm-hmm. Mendelssohn was one of the main guys, and then also then you'd have to Tarkin it again. Yeah. Which this time I don't think you necessarily need to do the the Peter Cushing stuff. I think mm-hmm. you could you could probably get away with just Should recasting run. him this time. Yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying 100 percent, Christian. But I also think that, and I think this is in line with what you were saying, which is that. I don't think this is about the Empire. This is about Cassian Andor. So I don't know that... And again, if we see Krennic at all, it'll be a... It'll cameo. probably be a cool cameo. But yeah. Sargerera, I think I, I'm a... Yes, he should be in it. And yes, he probably will be in it. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. I mean, I, I do think, though, the Empire will have a pretty strong uh, presence in this Sure, series. yeah. I, because I think, again, talk about missed opportunities. I think it would be a missed opportunity if they just focused on Cassian the whole series. I think that by switching in and showing us mm-hmm. the inner workings yep. of... Because remember where he's at, Cassian, in the beginning of Rogue One. He's kind of like a down-the-middle character. Uh, he can do some pretty despicable things. We've got to see all those reasons why he gets there, and we also have to see he's been fighting this fight against yeah, the Empire. Yeah, I, I think that there there will certainly be characters within the Empire who who do play major roles as villains within Cassian Andor. Maybe not even necessarily as villains. Maybe as more of a down-the-middle right. kind of thing. I mean, sort of like we saw uh, in Rebels with uh, what's his name with the mutton chops. I'm totally blanking oh, on yeah. his yeah with like Callus who yeah. who did sort of a had sort of a switch. I yeah. I like it when they humanize people who are you know loyal to the empire because basically the empire is the ruling body so there's a lot of people that they just kind of have to do that and i've used this example before too and it's and it's always tricky when i do because you just kind of skate around it a little bit but in the 19 late 30s and 40s when the german government was the nazis they were that's who was running it now was every single person in the german army the nazis were they all evil people no, they oh, fought because they were told to, they had to. This was the organization they were fighting for. Now, were there a lot of people inside of that organization that were downright the most evil people that have ever existed on this planet? Absolutely, there were, run by them. And that's essentially what the Empire is. Mm-hmm. And that is what the Empire was based off of. And what has been so intriguing inside of all the novels and everything, too, was a like Claudia Gray's novel, yeah. was doing exactly what you're saying, yes. humanizing them and making, even the bad ones, making them realize what, like, it was, what's her face from, um, from the Thrawn novel, uh, Sloan, right? Mm, not, Ray Sloan. Sloan, not Sloan, not Ray Sloan. Oh, you're talking uh, about uh, uh, oh, Arenda Price. Arenda Price. Price. Yeah. yeah, she's another one. Like you understand, she just ends up evil from the whole way through and becomes vindictive. But you, but they tell you why. Mm-hmm. You understand why she gotten so rotten. And I want to see that kind of. That's what you can do in the television series. Yeah, that's what you could do in Cassian. That I hope they don't just focus on the re- the rebellion side and yeah. him. Show me both sides. I totally agree. I mean, what you're both talking about is getting me really excited for the prospects. Uh, we'll see with the showrunner who they're bringing in. You know, again, we got you know who the showrunners from the Americans. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, I always we always say it's like we, we we get these questions every week that are great questions. Uh, will Pedro Pascual <clears throat> will he be playing Tristan Wren as the Mandalorian? 
I, I don't think John Favreau is thinking, ooh, yeah, that character from the Rebels, let's put him in here. They're just thinking, let's tell a story. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sometimes yes. with Filoni and board, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, for the Cassian series, I've mentioned before, I, I would like to see Krennic grow. Though Krennic and Cassian, maybe they couldn't interact as much, but I sure. doubt Krennic would remember him. Uh, I want to see him fist nest. I want to see Saw Guerrero. Yeah. I want to see that kind of stuff. I'd love to see Aiden Versio uh, right. coming up in the ranks. There's all that kind of stuff, but I, I, I wouldn't. I'm not expecting that. I'm just expecting what you guys are talking about, some layers to the rebellion. In yeah, the and you know, it's funny because now when it comes to Cassian, I don't know. But with Filoni, I think you're going to see a lot of Rebels references. Oh, I think yeah, you're going to yeah. see a lot of Rebels characters. I think you're going to see, and not necessarily the the big ones. Like, no, no. Right, right. That was going to say, I don't, I don't think main, but yeah. Oh, references, gonna, fun, yeah. things that happen that connects into all of his universe. Like he's, he's, yeah. gonna, he's an executive producer on the, on the show. Right. Like there's going to be a lot, and I think that him and Favreau have so many conversations that, you know, why wouldn't you listen to Filoni? Well, here's, here's a question to tag, tag into that to get our conversation even more. Uh, Wuxing at OG Wux uh, is uh, the upcoming Mandalorian series. Do you think there will be any mention or just a slight, slight hint of the Darksaber, which uh, Filoni really oh. dove and took a dive into in the Rebel, in Rebels? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, was like, how dare you ask the question? I know. No. Wuxing? I, uh, it, well, I mean, again, it just, it really, it builds off of exactly what we were talking about of this idea that Filoni has this he's so good because I, I feel like with Rebels even though I love Clone Wars um, I think there's and the way that Clone Wars was is you know there's all the sort of different serials within it and some of them are fantastic and some of them are just good right. um, but one of the things I thought he did incredibly well with Rebels in terms of which was more of a continuous narrative was sprinkling in bits of Clone Wars that were very important but also doing it in such a way that if you weren't super familiar with it you didn't feel alienated right, by it. He's right. so good at integrating his own canon, essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, you better believe the Darksaber is going to come into play lot. in the Mandalorian. It'll be at least mentioned. There'll be, there'll be a lot of... Because the thing is, you can mention certain characters, very similar like Game of Thrones, that the casual viewer will, will go... Right over their head, but it won't it won't hurt the experience yeah. for them. And I, Sorry. And, yeah, that happened last night. Grace and I were doing an episode season seven, episode six. What through Thoros yeah. and Jorah Mormont have a conversation about the siege of on Pike, and she's like, "What's the significance?" I was like, "Well, it's a very famous battle." And I, right, right, right. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and we're the problem. And she left you. We're the problem. <laughs> that conversation's yeah. like, I'm yeah, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's next? <laughs> you want to? Uh, how many more you want here? Uh, well, we got time. Let's do two more. Okay, I like this question from Ed uh, Ed Harrell. We know Ed out in New York. Uh, he was very nice at the live schmodown out there. Who you say, Ed Harris? Uh, Ed Harris. Yeah. No, but Ed Harrell. Uh, Ed, how are you? Number one, he says, Hi, Cancel. I'm doing my best to temper my expectations for Episode Nine, The Mandalorian's mm. Warners. I'm playing a villain. Uh, um, uh, and then how many... How, how, are any of you doing something different this time around to temper expectations? And, and he gives some examples of where maybe his expectations in the past were maybe... They, they weren't met. Uh, the Force Awakens cast the Raid crew. A lot of people were excited. Turned right. out it's just in the Rathar sequence. Um, episode Nine, he mentions the, some of the images that dropped last couple of days. Uh, who knows if it's true or not. So I think it's a great question in this yeah. time as we're two weeks out from celebration. Our joy is bubbling over. Some people might have been burnt before. Some people might have had too much joy. What do you think? Here? I think you should always have expectations and you should always hope for things you want to see. But you should also be prepared exactly what you're saying is that you always go in very similar to Vegas. Always expect to lose. 
<laughs> Always expect to lose. Go to Vegas and expect to lose. But if you come home with some money, then great. And, and it's the same thing with these expectations on this movie. It's like interesting. You, go, you know what I mean? Go in there. You think like you know what? It would be great if yeah. this happened. And if yeah. it does, skip out of the theater and say I got what I wanted. Yeah. So go in with ten of them, and if one of them pays off, there you go. I think that I go into <laughs> things that way, but I I look at it not so much as I expect to lose as a is go in with expectations, but go in with an open mind and expecting to enjoy yourself, yeah. but not necessarily have all your expectations be met. That's pretty much exactly it, yeah. it, it, what in layman's terms. No, you know what? You're right. It's, it's, because you specifically said Vegas, lose. I'm like, yeah. you know what? It's fun even when you lose. That's, that's what it is. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. Is that you're going to go in there. You're going to have fun. You're going to you just. But don't. If you have all these ideas of what you think is going to happen, if it pays off, great. You're yeah. going home a winner. But if not, you lost. But you still went to Vegas. And also, I think another thing to keep in mind is a lot of the time, I think that we go into things with an expectation of wanting a certain thing to happen and we misinterpret that thing not happening as the film being bad instead of looking at it and going you know what that is something that I wanted and I am disappointed that that did not happen now let's take that out of the equation and look at this piece of fiction again Star Wars is like Vegas. I'm going to win some money in the Game of Thrones slot and at some point tell my friends, I think Vanity at Spearmint Rhino took my time. So um, I think you're all saying the things that, uh, that are in my heart, too. I don't think you should ever temper your passion for Star no, Wars. never. But also, uh, with all the fandoms, don't get so locked in. Uh, it's going to be good things, bad things. No secret, I love Last Jedi. But to tell you what, there's things in there that I don't like. There's things Attack the Clones is my least favorite Star Wars film. That scene with Obi-Wan and Count Dooku is one of my favorites right. in Star Wars. Open up your heart. Don't be afraid See to enjoy happened. it. Don't yeah. be afraid that, hey, not everything worked for you. It's still around. You still get to love it. It's, that's the thing. Look, because for, if Last Jedi, if I watch it, do I, as I'm watching the movie still, do I secretly wish that the scene is almost going to rewrite itself and Luke's going to go, you know what? Let's go fight uh, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Luke, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always hope that that happens, but it isn't. So what I then will hope is that they show up, the Knights of Ren show up in episode nine. Yeah. Um, and if they do, fantastic. But if they don't, I've been calling that I've, for, for a bit now, and people can call me a lunatic, that I think that, that Palpatine's going to come back. I mean, that's fair. It's fair. The second part I agree with. Yes. But the first yeah. part. But if I if I come back and it's not if the first thing I know I'm going to embrace for is, are the tweets going ZR love you idiot no Palpatine and it very well might be true but I I think that if it does happen it doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that I'm going to like it no if. If it does it the way that I hope that they can do it, I can yeah. go, wow, I wish they wouldn't like have put Palpatine in there. Like, it's just like, like Potter Puppet Pals. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of things in there that you know you hope happen. And like, like I just mentioned that there's a, a, a lightsaber fight. Like, I yeah. hope you, you, you want one. And you're, you're going to get one. I know. But yeah. what happens if, again, I get it. I'm like, wasn't as satisfying as I hoped. It's, it's, it's all possibilities. And the other thing is, well, that was the best lightsaber fight out of all of them. It's the best one we've ever seen. So it, it's very similar to what you guys are just saying. Just go in and enjoy yourselves. Is Ed, that it? Is that everything? That could be the last one. That's a good one to end That's on. a good it one is. to end on, everybody. So listen, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Collider Jedi Council. Two weeks away 
from Star Wars Celebration. We will be there. We hope that if you're there, you can come by and check us out at the Clouder Jedi Council panel on Sunday or on Friday for the Schmodown that we are going to be doing there. And then, of course, Saturday night. If you want to get tickets Saturday night at the Athenium Theater, please do that at theschmodownlive.com. And I'd like to thank our guest today, Miss Emma Fife. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me all over the internet wherever Emma Fife's are sold at my name, Emma Fife. You can also find me at Star Wars Celebration in addition to the Schmodown Jedi Council stuff that's going on. I also have a panel on that Monday, the last day of the convention. I think it's at three in the afternoon. There's a great graphic uh, that Tyler Westhouse, who's moderating it, made for it, but it is uh, with our dear friends Molly and Alex Damon are going to be on the awesome. panel as well. So uh, come uh, talk to us about creating communities in Star Wars. Wow, you're you're going to be getting out of Chicago late. I'm literally going oh. from the panel to the airport. Ken? <laughs> right, right. Hey, you can find me at catnapsup.catnapsup.com. My book, Why We Love Star Wars, is available for pre-order right now. Comes out May 15th at Star Wars Celebration. Can't wait. I cannot wait for the five-way trivia battle. I think it's going to be spectacular. You're going to call it with me. I'm, so I'm going to be calling that match. Uh, the live show, the Ellis Comedy Show. Star Wars Celebration is my favorite convention. Other than the 3M drunk trips to 7-Eleven at San Diego Comic-Con, this is the best fun. one. Those, Those are, are fun. fun. Those are fun. Have we done that every year? Uh, pretty much. Month. Pretty <laughs> much every year. And they're fun. Yeah, they're yeah. Really fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, KenAppsock.com for all the information. All right. Thank you guys for me. Obviously, find me at Christian Harlow off Twitter and Instagram, of course, Facebook, and check out uh, TriviaSD.com. You want to check out all the... If you've never seen the Schmodown before, like, what the hell is it? Go over there and just check out TriviaSD.com. It has all of the like articles and matches, and it's really great. Emma Fife helps run our Patreon, so please come join us over there, please. And that's it. So thank you so much. Subscribe to this podcast here, whether it's on the YouTube channel for Collider itself. Subscribe or go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever, Stitcher, to where you can listen every day on your way to work, the gym, whatever you do. You like Star Wars, you should listen to us. We'll see you two weeks from now at Celebration. If you're there, wave hello or say hello. That's probably better. Say hello. See you next time. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. The Medicare annual election period deadline is coming soon. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who found the key to the right coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online. I took my time and found the best Medicare Advantage plan for me at MyHealthPolicy.com. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plan, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com. And finally, Michael. I prefer face-to-face. 
So I chose MyHealthPolicy.com and enrolled on the spot. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. MyHealthPolicy.com. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call.